welcome to the show today, making her debut covering the wonderful world of the Universal Wrestling Federation. Justin Cager returns. How are you doing today, Justine? Good, thank you. After some technical issues that we've just yes. had, we've we're, beaten we're the technology. We're... Absolutely, absolutely, we've beaten it. We're here uh, now. Before we get onto the uh, the world of the UWF, there are two things in the current world of wrestling that I'd like to discuss. Firstly, what did you think of SummerSlam? Uh, hugely disappointed. <laughs> Can Thank you. That? We've not talked about this at all, so no, I'm pleased haven't. to hear that. Yes, I, I would yeah. say the the first half mega into it. Second mm. half, I could have done without. If yes, honest. yeah. I was really disappointed because I was really looking forward to it, especially after Money in the Bank being such an amazing pay per view, like proper solid pay per view. Yeah. Um, SummerSlam really didn't hit it for me, apart from a couple of moments which I thought were really really good um amazing actually but actually the end of the pay-per-view i they they completely lost me completely yeah. lost me i what do you think of the jimmy turn well, I, I think it was a bit too soon and didn't really make sense yeah at the moment i don't know where they were leading the thing is i was so i was so hyped for that match and i know that roman matches are the same sort of format all the time really unbelievably sometimes unbearably slow start <laughs> see it's funny because you mentioned that to me and i hadn't really thought of it but then i had that in my mind because you'd said it on one of our earlier reviews yeah so it's it like happens, i can't right? yeah it's now I, it's like i can't I, not see it now i get why it is i get why it is it's because his stamina isn't there so therefore mm. like and because of his health and stuff like that it's his stamina isn't there to do a full-on match the whole time and the majority of the time it works as long as you've got a good finish mid to finish of the match and um, because you've got the pacing there and it it builds the excitement but for for this match it was so flat in my yeah. eyes i don't know there was no change in pace um the rules of the match weren't kept to i thought you weren't allowed i thought the whole point of the tribal match was the fact that no interference well, I, I don't swear, know I, I know it was no holes barred but i, I just yeah that's where they yeah. put out a social media of some sort or or the stipulation was no interference mm, well they weren't going to come down basically that solo yeah. and yeah 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 but um i don't know it just felt a bit too soon i felt like i don't know it didn't hit it for me and i was no. so hyped for that match and it just didn't hit and it was so slow a very um i don't want to it's boring too harsh yeah, no no it was boring yeah it was, uh, it's supposed to be this blood feud and you've got uh jay uso kind of slowly walking back into the ring when the and biggest jay's match not was like that. jay's fast no. yeah yeah I, jay's I just... fast. He, he's impactful he's 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 so good i don't i don't know i was really disappointed because i, yeah. I really love jay and i loved this storyline i love the build and everything and i was just a, yeah just um i was hope like if you were gonna have a turn from jimmy i'd rather it wouldn't have been on SummerSlam, yeah, like, maybe a bit later, but I don't know where they're going now. Major the time beforehand, I was really having fun with fantasy booking and where it's going next. Now it's kind of just put a little bit of a stump to it for me. I just yeah. don't see where they're going now. Well, I think going for a fatal four way, maybe. That I don't know. I think Roman's Roman's going away. I know he was in. Well, it's it's alleged that he was injured in that match somewhere oh, in the beginning. He? Yeah, but it's not come out what happened. So I d I oh, don't know. Okay. I didn't but... know that one. I mean, still, if the match was fifth, I mean, the match needs to be fifteen minutes, all out, all out brawl, and then whatever you do with the finish. But I feel like the Drew match was the first one. She really, you can put Drew, Sammy, and Cody in the same bracket, where people thought, especially Cody, but the other two, I think there was a belief that they might 
do that. They might change the title all the way through. Jay, yeah. I felt like, was in fourth and people didn't really feel like they were going to change the title. So that that was going against it. Plus all the philosoph- philosophical stuff that you mentioned around, you know, so slow, like they're supposed to hate each other. I, I, and I think that we're probably going to get Jimmy and Jay in the autumn, but I maintain and I and I still think that if you did everything with Cody the same and everything with Roman the same after WrestleMania, but you had Cody beat Roman at WrestleMania, the company would be in a better... Sp- I know they're making money. They're yeah, they, to print money. It's funny because I, I heard, because you, you said this on one of your other podcast and i heard you say that before i don't know i don't quite you don't know that's fine that's fine that's fine i mean like i said because i literally like i know you're still you're still not happy about wrestlemania and i don't think you ever will be but i was in the mindset of like this is okay because i feel like it's coming and i feel like this is just a step in the story and the story is still continuing i feel like there's not a stopping story because with cody he's had this brilliant feud with brock lesnar absolutely loved it um and it's just and with that uh, going uh, going a little bit out with talking about cody now that moment was probably one of the best moments i've ever seen brock in oh the weird hug. In. <laughs> oh no, it's just the fact have you ever seen brock do that before no and does that not elevate cody um i guess so i can hear an echo i don't know if it's going on can you hear that you're in at all no. No. Okay. I hope it's just, it's just me, and it won't be on the recording. That's fine. I think it's I think it's something to do with my mic. Uh, I probably oh. won't bother editing that out either. So apologies oh, okay. <laughs> Everybody knows. I can't be bothered to edit that out. So I think I think it might be gone now. Um. Yeah. I I I think it was interesting, but I just found I it a little bit it. odd. I actually yeah. loved it. Because yeah. Fair I enough. Yeah. yeah. Like, I think I think Brock Lesnar has he ever put anybody over in that way before? No. I don't think he has. And I think it was such a moment, the fact that you actually saw that with Brock Lesnar raising his hand and stuff. Mm. It's like it was a massive, considering Brock doesn't do this sort of thing, it was a massive sign of respect. And I just yeah. feel like it was it was just that, I, do, I don't know, I went mad over that bit. I what really if he'd did. done exactly that, but he picked up the title that was his, that was Brock's, he beat him in the second match, gave it back to Cody and then did everything else. And there's no, there's no Seth Rollins I'm waiting for Cody's going to win at WrestleMania 4. Well, I think, I think he is, but, but I, I wonder. Nobody believed me. Nobody believed me. No, when you, I said you were that after WrestleMania, that. I was like, it's 40. It's going to be yeah. 40. Don't worry, it will happen. Unless something happens, um, injuries or, or, or I can't really see from between now and WrestleMania someone getting so hot, like an LA night getting so hot, they change court. I can't see that. But I, I still wonder whether Cody's going to be any more of a, any bigger of a star at WrestleMania 40 than he was at WrestleMania 39. And I'm not sure he they, will be. I don't know. I think this, this Brock Lesnar thing, it's a shame that there's now a massive gap. I do mm. feel like this Brock Lesnar thing just gave him another level of stuff. I really do think it was really good part of, yeah. of, of Cody's story. The problem is, is that we've now got this big gap. But I don't know yeah. where, I don't know what they could do with Cody during this time. They, I mean, from Raw, they were hinting Cody and Seth. And I do not want that. No. I want anything but. I want anything <laughs> but that. Because we all know I'm not a Seth Rollins fan. No, no, and no. And also no. that blimmin' plastic title. Don't uh, want any Cody anywhere near <laughs> I must say, though, I think I, t- I I watched it on Sunday morning and I sort of live tweeted as I watched it. And I think I said something about Finn and Seth 
I was really tired. I had a wedding the day before. Something about the three star boys sending me to sleep. Then they had the best match of the night, I thought. So fair well, play to them. When you say that, that match did actually send me to sleep. Oh, did it? <laughs> yeah. But then again, I was actually watching live. So oh, okay. Fair enough. Tiredness from that. But yeah, um, that's another thing that was a missed opportunity. That battle should be on Finn Balor right now. I think so too. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I don't. And it was the time to do it. And then you have Judgment Day be that next level of, of running the show yeah. and all having something. And then you tease the, um, uh, oh, my my names are going out, but then tease the money in the bank, etc. Yeah, 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 absolutely, yeah. Priest. I think it's, it's interesting. <laughs> I thought I've this... got his name completely. No, no, yeah, and that was, that was good in the show. I, I, I was... I thought the crowd was really poor the whole night, actually, as well. And that didn't yeah, help a lot of the matches. Because that Seth and, Seth and Finn, I was watching it. And like the first, and I, don't, I didn't time in the match or anything like that. But let's say the first two thirds, like, they're objectively having quite a good wrestling match here. And they're, having a, they're doing more stuff. There's not so many slow, you know, s- slowing down. They're actually going at it yeah. and there's some good stuff. And then the crowd got into it for the final third. And I thought, this was actually really good. And I really enjoyed it. And I'm, I'm a critic of those two because... That those other two matches, they obviously knew they were doing a third, and they and I don't, but I don't think the way to do it is to p- hold everything back for the final one. You've got, to, I think they got, they had to give more in in the earlier matches, um, but the crowd was shocking throughout the whole night. I thought but this is a this is the conversation I've had before with the the crowds when they're going to place like was it Puerto Rico, wasn't it? Um, for, and- for backlash, yeah. Yeah, England yeah. and stuff where the crowds are amazing. American yeah. crowds, I'm very sorry if American people are listening, but are <laughs> quite spoilt. And they get their shows so much that they it's not that much of a big... They don't yeah. actually respond in the same way as people who don't get those shows as yeah. much. That's why, we've got Money in the Bank, one of the best crowds I've ever been in. Yeah. Um, um, that that's why they they're so elevated in that moment is because we don't get it very often yeah, whereas yeah. america gets it all the time and you yep. get the same people traveling all the time so you don't they don't give as much no. reaction as what what other other places would do i wouldn't take a big show back to detroit maybe ever again after that I think that I went to Detroit for WrestleMania. It was a huge fine. stadium, wasn't it? It's big old stadium. I was yeah, quite overwhelmed by how massive that stadium was. Actually, yeah, I think they did the old Clash at the Castle thing where they had one side that they hadn't sold, but fair enough. Right. And I, don't, I don't know what the official. I think Nick Khan said last week that they'd sold forty three thousand tickets, and they announced fifty nine. So probably, and yeah, I never 50. go by those numbers because yeah. I, I I thought once I heard that the fact that they actually include people backstage in those. Oh numbers. God, I don't know how true that is. Well, I, there's all sorts. of of weird stuff we'll, we'll come on to all in in a second but there's all sorts of weird stuff around the what you believe and what you don't believe about yeah, no, i don't know have you, have you read any of the stuff about wrestlemania 3 and like the dave Meltzer number and then there's a there was obviously the ninety three thousand, which probably isn't there there's actually another number in there as well that it probably could have been which is higher i, I think that it's just a, so it's another thing that people just it, it's I don't I don't believe in any of the numbers whenever they yeah. say it. And I do find it funny when it's like uh, for, like I don't know how many you're 72,501. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's just so funny. It's ridiculous. I mean I think Vince even said that their their numbers they announced for WrestleMania for entertainment purposes. Yeah. But this I um yeah, I don't I don't go. I'll hold on all in because I don't want to jump ahead. But I was thinking, is there anything else to discuss on SummerSlam was Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler the worst match in women's awful. history? Absolutely awful. Absolutely Just go awful. for one or the other. Yeah. Do an MMO fight or do a wrestling fight. Don't yeah. do um, a 
planned MMA fight. It just with knockdowns. So we've not. So instead of someone going on top of someone and beat and like finishing like you were in MMA, they had, they had an MMA fight with knockdowns. It's like what? What was that? It was. It was awful. so bad. It and was it's so such bad. A shame because I think you would have got a better wrestling match out of them yeah. if you just did wrestling. Because yep. both of them have got it in them, and both of them had the story and the hype around it. Just do yep. a wrestling match. It was awful. Absolutely terrible. Yeah. Thought of doing an MMA style. <laughs> Honestly, he's a slap with a wet fish. I think. Yeah, it wasn't great. What was Terrible your match? Idea. Uh, I don't. I don't know if you do match the nights. Is that? Does that? Is that in your rating? Sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. What I was like, your I, match tonight? I really enjoyed Cody and, um, and Brock. And Brock. Yeah. Um. But then I'm I'm a massive Brock fan. I always mm. have been. Um. And Cody's way up there for me now as well. I think he's got such star power. Ah, uh, Logan Paul. Brilliant. He's yeah, I really good. like Logan Paul and Ricochet. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I was watching it and I was thinking, God, this guy is better than half the roster. He's so good. I just so I, good. I, his selling, his character work, his wrestling, he just doesn't put a foot wrong. I think he's absolutely brilliant. He's so good. The only thing I had a problem with that match, I understand why they did it, because he's obviously he's an ultra part-timer, is that he I feel like he should have just beaten Ricochet. Because they, yeah. they spent so much money Without on it. Without the knuckles. Yeah, yeah. It's a heel move. Like, oh, no, I know, but I'm... I get the character work. And I get, but the thing is, you've got to think sometimes he's, he's not an actual wrestler. So yeah. it's kind of, it's a really hard, although he is, because like I said, he's better than half the yeah. roster. You can't have a non, non-wrestler, non I'm doing inverted commas, um, um, win. Well, he is a fighter, I suppose, in quote unquote inverted commas. I suppose we're doing all the inverted commas. Well, he's got a box. He's got a boxing fight in uh, Manchester in October. I think. Who is the fox? Well, he's done it. He's done it as well. But they're both they both fighting on the same bill. I think. I think, and maybe KSI as well. This. Oh my days. Yeah. This all come about like. I don't know. I don't know. But they're licensed to print money, apparently. Then so uh, Lo- so um what's the other one called Logan and Jake Paul Jake Paul fought Nick Nate sorry God the bro I'm getting the brothers I don't mixed know, up yeah, like I'm lost I I, uh, so, I I still don't even know who Logan Paul is really <laughs> like I think did Logan Paul fight Floyd Mayweather I think that was it wasn't it I think that's really? that's where he got his sort of apart from the YouTube stuff but his brother fought a former UFC fighter and I think it did something like. Five million Google searches, which is like a, like a, not Super Bowl level, but it's like a Conor McGregor fight. It's that sort of level That's of bad, interest, but it doesn't necessarily translate into all those people buying it. Um, anything else on SummerSlam before we move into something far more important than SummerSlam? <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. Right, all in. How are you feeling right. about this? We got what are we? What are we? Eighteen days from all in. Oh, is that it? That oh. is it. Yeah, it's two weeks on Sunday. I'm sorry, not prepared for this at all. Mm. Um. I, I don't know. I, I'm so out of the loop with AEW. It's kind yeah. of sometimes you get a bit overwhelmed. It's like, how much can I actually watch during yes. the week when I'm full-time working? Like, yes, yeah. <laughs> as well as watching TV shows and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it is a full-time I'm... job. Basically, if you if your job was... Say you had a say you had like a one. A, what I, was, I think about this sometimes. I was like, if you win a, a little small lottery win, something to keep you going. But you had to watch every all WWE stuff. So Raw and SmackDown every week. Yeah. The two, the three, uh, the, uh sorry, and an NXT. Three. So that's another two hours. So that's that's what three, four, five, six, seven hours of WWE. Then you've got you've got five hours of AEW to watch, and then the, yeah. and then for, for, that's forgetting anything else. If you watch the G One at the moment, that's yeah. a show almost every day. Stardom's uh, five star Grand Prix. You, I don't know if you could do it. No, like, exactly. That work. is literally yeah. a full time job. Like, it is. 
and yeah. so yeah i am i'm finding it hard to keep on top of what's going on in AEW. it is literally just reading articles and stuff like that that's yeah. where i am with it i am disappointed in a couple of matches <laughs> <laughs> um i'm not so hang on a minute so is it rude that Will Ospreay's against Jericho is that I think announced? I think that hasn't been announced but I think it so the G1 final so we're recording this on the 9th of August the G1 final is Sunday so I'm pretty sure that'll be locked in next week so right. we've what of 10 days to go because I, I I guess they he's I don't know whether he's going to win the G1 um but he's got at least two if not three hard matches to go so I guess they want to make sure he's okay oh fair enough that's yeah, yeah that's fair enough um and then but that doesn't do a lot for me, Jericho and no, Ospreay. No, no, me neither. No. I, I I feel like um, maybe back in the day, Jericho would be a good opponent. I don't I don't want to offend or anything, but um, Je- Je- it's just not now. I don't think Jericho is in a position to be against Will Ospreay, and I feel like it's more of a let's put Jericho over rather than actually have a good match. I'll, I'll say something offensive about it if you're not going to go there. I'll say Okay, that... you go there and I will. I'll, I'll, I will. I'll say <laughs> that Chris... Chris Jericho on his very best day isn't 10% of Will Ospreay on Will Ospreay's worst day. Okay, I'd agree with that. There you go, yeah. Um, I, And I don't feel like their styles match either. Yeah. Um, I, I think Jericho maybe I would probably... I mean, it's a big deal. Come on, like, an, like someone like Jericho against Ospreay in Wembley yeah it's a big it's a big paper on paper paper, 100% on paper it's a big deal and I kind of I get that but in practice I just don't it's not gonna it's not gonna do anything for me yeah Jericho probably about 10 years ago maybe yep um, not even now. F- I mean, even I, three or four, really. But Jericho's well, I mean, no, I, said, even longer. Like well, seriously, like his his style has changed a lot. Yeah, like, I would have gone back. Yeah, I would have gone back to like I don't know. Yeah, I just I think I don't think his style hits that, and I just think it would just be a bit of a disappointing match when you want it, Will Osprey, the hometown guy, yeah. to have a really good match and have a really good moment. Jericho isn't it. Yeah, and I think I think the thing with Jericho, I don't, I don't know how Jericho. In fact, I'll look it up while I'm talking. I don't, uh, basically, Jericho when he first moved to New Japan had a phenomenal match with um, Kenny Omega, and then probably his kind of last great match that I can. He's 52 now, crikey! Uh, the last great match I can remember seeing of his was him and um, him and Tanahashi uh, at the 2010 Tokyo Dome. But that's three and a half. That's nearly or be four years ago in January. Yeah. So that's four takes 52. A lot of miles on his body. And I just, I can't really, Will Ospreay is good enough to do something. I think that will be a very good match still. I, I do. But it's not, when you think of Will Ospreay at Wembley Stadium, you, you had the opportunity. Yeah, you had the opportunity to, oh, crikey, do, I mean, even Punk. I mean, I, that's, about, a, that's the name that comes to my head. Yeah, who wins those thing? Punk and, and Ospreay. Yeah, I think the problem with that one is I don't know who wins that, how you book the winner of that. Because I, the I, thing, yeah, I, I get that. Oh, do you know what? I could, I could. Well, I know how I book it. I, I yeah, well, to win. <laughs> Osprey has to go over because it's the hometown, right? But then I. Well, think I would think, that, yeah. But the thing is, I think Punk is good enough to to carry that that loss off, if you know yeah. what I mean. And I think he's very good. I think he's got good psychology and knowing what's best for that moment and stuff. Punk does. So I think, I think it it would be an okay loss for Punk. Yeah, yeah, Depends I see on that. How the finish is. I reckon the match would be sick. It would be. I think that'd be better than Jericho. Yeah, 
But I, I think we're getting punk in Samoa Joe, which is, uh, you know... Yeah, we've seen that like a million times. That's a problem, right? I know, I'm not massively that's feeling up that. And down all the time. So. I just want punk to be on the on the show. Like I, I'm at, at this point, I just wrap him in cotton wool, don't put him in matches. It's been nearly... It's been I over 10 years. I think that's the whole years. reason why people have bought so many tickets. Everybody yeah. wants to see punk, right? I think punk's a massive part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah 100%. Um, what about... So the other one... So Okay, so also, we're not going to get... Will Ospreay match of the year, unfortunately, which I think you, you I mean, you, you put Will Ospreay in there and against someone, you know, crikey, you could have put him in there. I know Pac is injured, but even like an Andrade or someone like that, you could have had like an unbelievable match of the ages, but we're not getting that. But the one I think we might get that could be a match of the ages is FTR and the Bucks. So that oh, is yeah, all but official. I, yeah. that, that's, the, that's the one that actually excites me because I, yeah. actually both of them, I'm not the biggest Bucks fan. But when they actually do do a good match, it is yeah. a very, very, very good match. As long as they don't do um, the same old crap. Yes. Yeah. But when it's the same, I was like, we've seen this a million times before. I know you were flipping off the spot monkey stuff. And it's like, it's just a little, a little bit of a story in there. Yeah. Um, as long as we don't get that. But then I, the matches, the match that they've had with FTR before have been quite, quite impressive. So I think yeah. an FTR are just such a brilliant brilliant tag team yeah um they get tag team wrestling more than hardly you know, like more than anybody else really they get tag team wrestling yeah that they one um, recently has been phenomenal isn't it really yeah. good yeah so I, i'm i'm all right with that everybody wanted the six man though didn't they they wanted i didn't i didn't want that no i want i don't I, like the, the, we didn't talk about omega the one that it should have been is it should have been osprey and omega that's the yeah, one it should have well, been. Yeah, okay, yeah, because everybody don't... knows that's going to be a killer match. Yeah. And they, they knock it out of the park every single time, yeah. and it's never the same as the previous match, even though you think, oh, well, we've seen it before, but you've never seen it no, <laughs> the way I... that they do it again. Do you know what I, I mean? I just so... don't understand, and I still think this. They went, what did they go, 37, 40-odd minutes? Just have a draw. Just go and have a 20 minutes. Cut something else off that show, because that, that, that should have been... I mean, I would probably put that on last at Wembley, I think. I, think I am a bit worried because, like, AEW are quite notorious of putting, like, 20 matches onto a pay-per-view. Well, they've got an hour pre-show at starting at five as well, so there will be Seriously. quite a lot of matches. I'm not going to be able to stay till the end if they do some sort of, like, I don't know, two o'clock finish. No, it'll be 10 o'clock. I'm really worried. I'm probably going to have to leave before the end. Oh, really? What yeah, time's your last... get train home. What time's your last train, do you know? Oh, I don't know. But it's back from Wembley to London, Victoria, and then back home, so... Yeah, I think it'll be finished at 10. I, th- I, think I, they... I had a struggle after Money in the Bank getting back. Oh, really? Yeah, because that was a really late finish and yeah uh, a lot of the trains have stopped by then well fingers crossed i, th- I think it will be 10 o'clock because i think it's six, they they because on pay-per-view they have to have a have a certain window so i think the main event will probably be out by 9 55 it's just a question do you reckon about, i would put yeah. bets down on that not being the case you know no i think they've got a curve you know, I think I think they've got it'll a curfew. Be like a finish. no i, I genuinely because it's pay-per-view the only one the only time they ever went longer than on pay-per-view was there was some reason there was Maybe an, an NFL game or something that was oh, on right. or a fight during the pay-per-view and they extended it and they went five hours. But all of the other pay-per-views have been, apart from the pre-show, have been four hours. So it's 6 p.m. starts. I think you'll probably be okay. Um, oh, well, let's keep fingers got, crossed. Because I'd hate got, the idea of like leaving early. Yeah, that wouldn't be... That, my, my, my expectations of the pay-per-view aren't very high at the moment. And, yeah. It's, it's funny, I'm not going, I haven't paid a ticket just to be in an atmosphere. Do you know what I mean? I no, do no, want no, a no. good show out of it. Yeah, I think it will be a good show, but it's not this. I think, and I I'm, I have listened to, to, I've consumed a lot of Dave Meltzer talking about this show from the start. 
talking about this is the biggest show in the history of AEW. They need to throw everything at it. He's, he talks about Will Ospreay being the main event, put the title on him, all, you know, all of that stuff that's fantasy land. And what we've ended up getting is really late announcement about pay-per-view. They obviously were trying to get this on TV here, but they've not, for whatever reason, they've not had a bite on it, which I do understand whether it's that was ITV though, for... Isn't it? Why would yeah. ITV not pick that up, I guess? Well, I think because... that... ITV4, every time I go around my mum's, or quite often now, though she's kind of gone from ITV4 repeats of things like uh, Inspector Morse to Place in the Sun. So she's not quite as much on the ITV4 bus now. But every time I go around, there's something like that or Heartbeat uh, repeats or something like that. It's not the place, is it? No, but they'll make, they they will have more people watching that than this. And that's, that's, and they'd have to pay for that. So that's the, I think that's the point. And I'm sure he's probably tried to get it on. The thing that's awkward for him is that TNT Sports, who Warner Brothers Discovery own, I don't think they could show it because I'm sure they've got an exclusive deal with WWE here. So that's mm-hmm. them out. Sky Sports, would they have done it? Possibly. But then you're getting into the realms of, well, that's a paid channel that, you know, two million people in the country have got. So what's the point? You may as well yeah. kind of put it on pay-per-view. And I think it's the same in the States that Warner, uh, the TNT or TBS, whether the money wasn't quite right or whatever, they didn't want to have a big block of, four hours on a Sunday afternoon is, they have to it? pay for it. Yeah, when they could show reruns of Friends and more people are probably yeah, watching that. Yeah, you're going to get people just watching regardless. Yeah, yeah so I know what you mean. So we've got we've had that and then we've had this weird thing where it the just main... just seems weird though, doesn't it? The fact that this yeah. massive event is going on at Wembley and where is it going to be shown? Well, like... it's, on, it's, only on, it's only on streaming. You can't even buy it. I mean, even if they got it on Sky Box Office, I think that, and they would have some... Promotion. I think that would be better than this, and, and even they split yeah. some of the pay per view costs with them. But that's not the, and I, and I think that is ultimately down to a failure of that's whatever. It, we, it feels like a lack of effort, doesn't it? I just think that Tony Tony Khan is like any, anything to do with the Khan. So the, so the Khans also own Fulham Football Club, who I I support, and there's just anything to do with them is chaotic. Like we've got, a, yeah. so that's where the, that's where this show was originally supposed to be. Was at Craven Cottage, but they've got a problem with one of the stands there that's been newly built that, that was supposed to be finished the first season after the pandemic, which is what twenty one, twenty two, and it's not going to be ready until the start of next season. And you just think because right, so they're in dispute with they're someone, like, and it's yeah. just like everything with them is a cha- is chaos. Um, and he's just got he's just got too many he's spinning too many balls basically. And I think he might it may too come much, out too much money and not a lot of sense. Well, I think that's it. And it, it may come. I mean, you know, crikey, look at all the money he spends. He's he's got like Rob Van Dam is on Dynamite this week oh, uh, tonight. Rob Van Dam's I on Dynamite that. tonight. Yeah, I saw and, that. He's, and he's paid Pantera for his ACW music because he's all he, he's like a kid. But yeah, I don't know. That is, 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 yeah. Isn't it? A kid with toys. He's a kid it with toys. Like a lot and it's time, like it? he's basically like playing one of these kind of wrestling fantasy booking games. And this, but he's got it in real life. So I, I do think it'll be a spectacular show. I think the atmosphere will be incredible. However, we aren't getting really what we thought we were no. going to get when we signed up for this show, which was, um, you know, an all time. Yeah. Everything, you know, all. Yeah. yeah, all roads into it. What do you think they can do in the main event with MJF and Cole? Do you think they'll switch the title? Or do you think it'll stick on MJF? I just don't see the title no? being on Adam. Mm. But then again, again, I'm out of the loop. And I all I've heard is the fact that the stuff with MJF and Adam Cole has been amazing recently. And I've not seen, well, I've seen tiny little clips of things. Yeah. Of MJF's a mover. I've seen him dancing. And I thought <laughs> that's quite impressive. He is, he is um, a good dancer, yeah. <laughs> I was like, but, actually, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> the thing with it is, I'm into their act. Their first match on TV was good. It was a, I think it was a, 
was it a 60 minute draw, 30 minute draw? I can't remember. It was a draw, certainly. Maybe a 60 minute draw. I think it was a 60 minute draw, actually. Um, and I'm into their act. I'm into the story. I'm not sure I feel I need to see the match, the match uh, again. Uh, especially on such a big. Yeah. Big event. And I'm not sure. Like I mean, I'm not sure what you do with it. Do you keep MJF babyface? Do you turn one of them in the match? Do you have this? Because I, I, the other thing that we haven't spoken about is, and I, I think we're going to get some interlinking between this show and all out so do we do we get punk and joe and then mjf and adam cole and the winners face each other to to unify the titles in chicago oh, really? yeah i mean I, they've got to do something for all out because it's a week afterwards so it's funny though isn't it because the whole two titles things there's some people because there's obviously still some beef backstage and things yeah with that. Just Grow up. it's just one or the other and you yeah. can't have them both on the show so it's like it just seems that it is child it's so child. of course it is we're talking about guys in their mid to late thirties and punks like forty four or something. It's like just <laughs> makes it grow up and make some money together. I think Omega probably would, but the Bucks is it's just a funny, funny thing, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't I know, that, like, are they having two titles because they don't cross over shows? And um, things, or what? I don't what? think. I think they're going to unify. Is it just but literally just a story. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, MJF has not mentioned it yet. So whether they go long with this and they go way past all out into. I can't remember what their their late to in the year show is called. Full gear, yeah, full gear. I don't, perhaps mm-hmm. they go all the way through to that, um, but it just seems a little bit strange. But but then AEW always feels strange. They picked yeah. a massive few. It, it never. This is the problem. I mean, it hooked me for quite a while when WWE was just unwatchable. It hooked me for quite yeah. a while AEW, and then they they've completely lost me. I can't get back into it. Yeah, yeah. It's not the same as it was. I remember uh, we might have sipped some of this before, but pandemic. Working from home pretty much every single week on a Thursday morning. Every morning I'd get up early and watch. The first thing I'd do is I'd watch Dynamite half six before I started work. And it was must-see television. And yeah. I'd say, virtually, if you if you picked eight Dynamites, six or seven, you'd say, that was a really good show. And one yeah. of them, you might be like, yeah, one of them, you might be like, that's a little bit boring. But there wouldn't be a lot of stuff where you thought that is just bad wrestling television. Sometimes the pay-per-views didn't hit for me because I think he, I think with Khan's booking, he overthinks the pay-per-views rather than going the simple route of a lot of yeah, like, you, you call it fuss before, it, yeah. which is a great way of describing it. But he, so that, that's, that's always been an issue for me with their pay-per-views, but their TV was so good. But ever since crowds came back and ever since they started off with Danielson and um, that stuff with Omega, they've just sort of gone downhill and it was yeah, probably it around... It yeah, hasn't it hasn't hit. hit. No, it hasn't hit. And there's no there's no excuse. And I think it is Collision's been decent, but there's still stuff on it that is It's funny, I got so grating. excited for Collision. I watched it once. Yeah. <laughs> I watched the first show. I was like, this is really good. Okay, I'm gonna watch next week. I didn't watch next week. No, I mean <laughs> I think that's the thing. You got I mean, I don't I've I've watched very I've watched the pay-per-views, but I've watched very little week to week WWE and I'm quite comfortable with keeping in touch with it, listening to podcasts or whatever. AEW, I try and keep up with, but after Wembley, if Wembley, you know, after Wembley, can I say that I'm going to try and commit four hours a week to? And I thought, you know what, lot, isn't it? Three shows a week is a is a lot to yeah. keep on top of. And it's a bit first world problems, but the thing, the good thing about SmackDown and Raw being on television is that you can fast forward through the through like if you get some boring match that you know is going to be two segments, just fast forward it, watch the finish, and you can see it all on the screen, but on whatever yeah. like Sky or cable or whatever. 
But with fight, you can't do that. So you're no. constantly. Oh, it's so irritating. It's so irritating. Because yeah. we've actually cancelled our fight. Oh, have you? Yeah. 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 But um, that was you can find really, it online really through nefarious means the fact anyway. That you just so could not wind forward and oh, it no, didn't show no. anything. And I remember complaining about that every single week. Yeah. Well, I miss Samoa Joe challenging Punk on Collision on Saturday, on Sunday morning. Well, I wanted to watch I wanted to watch SummerSlam, but I was like, I'm going to watch Collision first. So I want to know what I want to know what Punk's doing at Wembley. Yeah. And I was going through it, and I was, I was like, oh, this is a bit weird. And then I I got towards the end, and I thought I'm just going to what did I I can't remember how I found I looked on Wrestling Observer website, which doesn't really give spoilers. So it was like Collision news oh, or whatever what, what position everything. Yeah, right. yeah. So and then it was like, oh, Joe has challenged Punk. I was like, I didn't see that because I'd skip past yeah. it basically. So. Oh. Anyway, anyway, I'm sure it'll be a very good show. So yeah, fingers, fingers and toes firmly crossed. Right now, we're 36 minutes in, so let's get <laughs> on to UWF before this is this goes another three hours. So is it fair to say this was a bit of a trip into the unknown for you watching these? It was, uh, these yeah. Shows? This yeah. is out of my comfort zone. I'll be honest. Mm. I, I have watched old school wrestling before, like yep. here and whatever, like watching a match here. Or there. I've never watched an episode of anything. So yeah, this is uh, yeah. This is different. What year did you start watching? I don't think we've, we've talked about. It. Is it Attitude? Start watching or wrestling altogether. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ninety nine. That's so late, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I'm but old then enough. I, to... Like I'm like as you know, like this is why I'm here. I'm a huge wrestling fan. Yeah. So, like, to go, I went delving right as soon as I became a wrestling fan. That's it. I delved right back into stuff and watched loads of stuff. And yeah, yeah I've watched and I've always stuck to to WWE, WWF. Yeah. Um, um, so I've, I've watched a whole lot of WWF stuff mm. um, back in the day. Um, but yeah, this was a little bit, this, and I have yeah. watched, I have, like I said, watched matches from different old territories and things like that, maybe from, and also documentaries. Yeah. I love an old documentary and things like that. But um, yeah, it's the first time I probably watched a, an episode or something. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just interesting because I'm just about old enough to remember wrestling on British TV, which was cancelled in 1988. So that's the right. first time I ever watched it. I'm not going to say um, anything about 1988. No, no, 1988. Um, yeah. Um, I but, may have been born then. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, what can I say about that, really? But that is, that's it. I suppose you, you, by the time that you were, you were watching it, I, I kind of fell away from it in the mid 90s, but it was perfect for me because all of that kind of adult orientated stuff was when I was like a basically a spotty teenager, like 15, 16. I'm like, brilliant. They're swearing on TV and they're drinking beer. This is amazing. So yeah. like, it was good for me. And I think a lot of fans got back into it in that in that way. Right, let's do this. So this is a bit of a weird jump forward because basically not all of these episodes are available. So so we've so the yeah. last one I, I reviewed was back in June. Um, and this is what August the eighth, nineteen seventy seven, which is my mum's forty third birthday, a seventy ninth birthday yesterday. It's happy birthday, mum! Yeah, yeah. I couldn't get a fish. We we're supposed to get fish and chips dinner, but we couldn't get it, so I got a very average KFC instead. So sorry about oh, that. Gosh, she won't. She won't be listening. Be no, it's not a great place. <laughs> is her second favorite. She doesn't really like pizza all that much. That's her second favorite. But we'll move away from mum and we'll, we'll get on to Missy Hyatt, two very different women. Um, and she opened the show talking about uh, Terry Taylor having asked for a press conference to be held last week uh what do you think of missy's red leather dress with huge gold <laughs> buttons here very it 80s like a little bit of a duvet cover <laughs> well, i'm not sure the buttons would be all that comfortable on a duvet cover they would though i guess it's <laughs> like, it just it was like really it looks like i don't know it looks kind of like a bit of a blow up plastic yeah it <laughs> did 
the thing I kept thinking is that's not a summer outfit either. It's like no, that's no, too hot under there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, August. That. That's not, yeah, not good. So at ringside, we had Jim Ross and Magnum uh, TA, and it seemed to be dressed down week for Magnum as he rolled up in a pale blue polo shirt, <laughs> looking at a place with Jim Ross with his tux on. Uh, and Ross said they were going to go to a live press conference with Terry Taylor during the hour. Uh, Ross said John Ayers had gone back to the NFL camp and Delta Airlines had lost Magnum's bag which explained his look. Uh, and I thought, surely they could have just gone out and bought, bought him a suit, couldn't they? I know, but that's what, the, yeah, that, I mean, that's happened millions of times to wrestlers, yeah. right? They haven't got their gear with them, so they just go out and make something. Well, the famous one was Undertaker at uh, Mayhem in Manchester in uh, 98, that was actually, so it was a little bit before you were watching, but he, it was, that was supposed to be a pay-per-view on Sky, but then they, they, they had a, like a falling out and Sky didn't show it. So it ended up being a house oh, okay. show. And Undertaker wrestled in like a pair of black jeans, like a black shirt or something. Cause he had to know oh, his Oh wow, beard. that's so odd. Yeah. yeah, that's mad. I think that's about I've never seen it, but I think that's on the network in the in the darkest depths. And Steve Austin against Triple H, one of my friends, that was GCC year for me, one of my friends went with his uncle and I was so, I don't think I've ever been more jealous. And I asked him to buy me an Austin 316 t-shirt and he failed to get it for me as well. Oh. So it was a double whammy, not good. Um, Jim Ross talks about Barry Windham, the new Western States champion uh, and being number one contender. Ayers had been busy trying to sign some new talent, trying to put together a Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express tag team title match. Uh, so I mentioned that this is going to be really boring, so I, I can only apologies, uh, apologize yeah. this just there. But here we go. I mentioned the Western States Heritage Championship on the show last month. Uh, this belt was created as a tribute to the NWA Western States Heavyweight Championship and was won by Wyndham in a tournament final in Houston against Black Bart on June the 20th, 1987. And it had one title change to Larry Zabisco in January 24th, 1988, which took place at the Bunkhouse Stampede pay-per-view, a review of which is available in the archives. And I'm, I think that's the worst wrestling show I've ever seen. So if you oh, want to, really? yeah. So if you want to watch the worst wrestling show of all time, watch okay. Bunkhouse Stampede in 1988. Know. It's so bad. Uh, Larry eventually gave up the title when he went to work for the AWA in late 1989. What a prestigious bit of gold that was. Um, so before we get on to the first match, uh, what did you think about the opening of the show with Missy, Ross and Magnum? And were you excited about the Terry Taylor press conference? So I think you would probably know Terry Taylor as the Red Rooster, wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I, to be honest, I, it's kind of what I expected a, a show like this to be opened as, to yeah. be honest. So it wasn't any surprises, really. Uh, I They talked a lot about, obviously, the top 10, the, is it top 10 ratings or yes. something? They, they yeah. mentioned that quite a bit throughout the show and things. So I'm guessing that's quite a big thing to them. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it was what I was expecting it to open, really. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, the top 10 ratings were once put together by a computer. So, yeah. Oh, wow. I, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I seem to think it was printed out by the computer. So this computer obviously had all the knowledge wow. about match results. They were high the tech back then, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. The, the best high tech thing of all time, though, is they had a best dressed man competition between jim duggan and i think ted dibiase and they oh, had a, wow. it was it was so good it was genuinely an incredible hour of wrestling and um they had a big machine backstage that measured the crowd noise and, oh, that, and yeah it was it was so it was it was incredible it was so so good right and um, shaska watley and ken massey was our first match and during the commentary of this a bombshell was dropped 
Dr. Death Steve Williams would become the new UWF world champion. And this took place on a show on July the 11th, 1987 in Oklahoma. Uh, and there is four minutes of this on YouTube, um, which I presume aired at some point on UWF TV. Uh, I watched this in Dusty Rose at ringside cheering Williams on against Big Bubba, the future Big Boss Man, uh, with the Doctor eventually winning with a stampede slam after kicking out of a top road splash. And the crowd absolutely lost their minds for this. And then Williams was shown backstage celebrating with champagne. Um, anyway, back to the far less exciting Watley versus Massey. Uh, Watley won with a flying headbutt in three minutes. He did a little strange dance in celebration. Oh, yeah, he was a proper showboater, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Proper well, showboater. This was not a classic intro to UWF matches, but what did you think of uh, Shaska Watley versus Ken Massey here? Oh, I, I felt like it was what it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there might be a bit of a theme of that as we go through this. Um, it, was, it was a bit of a showboater. The thing is, though, like I do love watching old wrestling because I feel like matches like this, it's it's not about getting everything that you've got into a match. And I do like that about wrestling. Yeah. And 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 it is, and I feel like so, sometimes it shows more of a fight than actually a wrestling match. And I, I feel like that, I do like that feel to things, but this was just a bit too quick and a bit, yes. too, a bit too showboaty, although it was quite entertaining. I'm not expecting 5,000 words in each of these three-minute matches, so no, don't, don't worry. Quite, yeah, that's, don't worry. Right. That's, that's, that's my input. <laughs> that's perfect. Right, after the break, Ross said the UWF champion would be in action. But first of all, they cut to the press conference waiting for Terry Taylor. He hadn't arrived yet, but Chris Adams had. So Taylor's former partner, who Taylor had turned on. Uh, so that was, sorry, I didn't explain that very well. Chris was yes. Adams. What am I talking about? Chris was Terry's former partner, who Terry had turned on, if I hadn't explained yeah, that very well. I got that, yeah. Thank you. Right. I'm glad you did because I, I didn't do that very well <laughs> at all. Uh, Missy asked Adams what uh, he would learn from this. He seemed to wonder whether this was going to be the old Terry Taylor coming back. And it seemed like Adams just wanted to make friends, apart from a little dig about Terry being late as usual. Late all the time. So, yeah, yeah. I um, basically a, a fair while before um, the this this Terry Taylor, he played kind of like a sickly, sweet, sort of pathetic baby face, I would say. Oh, really? Mid-South. Okay. Yeah, so, and I remember always saying that I can't really think of any why anyone would cheer Terry Taylor. Uh, and I obviously knew him from the Red Rooster stuff as well. I wasn't quite watching. It was about a year before I started watching. Um, but this heel turn, he's been so good. Um, and I'll be interested to hear what you think about the press conference later on. Um, so Eddie Gilbert was out for a match with Davey Haskins, brother of Dennis Haskins, who played Mr. Belding in Saved by the Bell. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. It wasn't his brother, really. <laughs> what are you on about? <laughs> So his name was Davey Haskins, but Dennis Haskins was from So by the Bell. Uh, but yeah, That's... it's not his brother. All right, thanks for that. <laughs> so I wrote that joke about three weeks ago. Who was your favourite character? <laughs> yeah, sorry, so I forgot who was coming. I that up for this moment in time. Yeah, there could be anything coming in these notes. I've got no idea what I've written. So who was your favourite character in So by the Bell? Or characters? Well, I don't know. I I couldn't say. To be, I I only watched some of it. I didn't watch it all. From okay, yeah, I only watched some episodes. Like not mm. well, I did watch quite a bit of it, but I can't say that I remember a lot of it. I only remember sort of certain things. I think that's the difference in age there, because my favorite was Zach Morris, the coolest, uh, coolest. Oh yes, I, yes, yes, of course. Yeah, he he was the f funny one. <laughs> yeah, he was. He, there was a big rumor that went around a lot of schools in probably about 1994 that Zach Morris, the guy that played him, was was dead basically. Quite a dark. <laughs> Do you remember this? I yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I remember that's yeah. No, that that really rings a bell. No, I do remember that happening. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but thankfully he was not. He went on to star in, I think, NYPD Blue and also now a terrible remake or reboot of Save by the Belt is on Peacock. So avoid oh. that. It's not very good. 
Uh, Ross on commentary said that it appeared that Taylor had arrived at the press conference uh, and later Ron Simmons would be in action. Uh, Gilbert won this match with a hot shot in just under four and a half minutes. Uh, I wasn't expecting very much from this, but I thought what we got was really fun, actually. Uh, yeah. Post-match, uh, Ross slagged off Eddie for not fighting one of the top uh, 10 contenders. Gilbert said everyone watching uh, everyone watching the top-rated sports show in America knew that he was number one or UWF was number one. He called out Wyndham and Williams and said he wanted their gold and he said he'd take on Adams and Sting. Um, Eddie is usually good on promos, but this is a bit shouty for me. What did you think of the match? Oh, yeah, and I the did aftermath? feel like that. The majority of the promos actually yeah. so shouty, mm. so so shouty, and all the same. I f- I really felt like backstage. <laughs> so like, can you please mention Doctor Death? Can you please mention Wyndham? Can you please mention... It felt like there was a list and they all had to mention it. So they're all feuding with each other constantly. Yeah, like, yeah. Every single one of them were like, oh, I'm after you, Dr. Death, constantly. And yeah. I guess that's, that's the champion or whatever and everybody wants the championship. But it felt like everybody was told to say the same thing. Yeah, and I wonder how much they would have been told back then. I suppose it's, like, yeah. It really did feel yeah. like it. it felt like, okay, please, can you note off these things? Yeah. And they actually just... It was, and it felt like what I've got written down here is it felt like they were putting, he felt, it felt like he was putting o- others over more than himself. Yeah, that was, it was a bit weird from Gilbert, actually, definitely. Um, we saw a little vignette of Dusty Rhodes and then back to the ring with Magnum, and he was with Sh- Shaska Watley. Uh, Magnum accused him of breaking the rules, and then Shaska tried to break my eardrums with another horrendously shouty really promo. Shouty. Yeah. So shouty. This and is also, so bad. I've got written here, did he forget who he was meant to be talking about? Because he said, talking about you, you who have the title, yes, you, <laughs> yes, you. I hadn't forgotten about you <laughs> I, I think like, he was... he's totally forgotten names here I'm yeah he 100% has I think he was talking about the Lightning Express because they're the tag t- they're the tag champions he was talking about if you get a tag he's partner like, no, go was, after I think them I, I, oh is this before after that I or you saw your yeah, bits and then before he called out the tag titles ah okay and then, okay. He, was, and then he said he was the original face jumper <laughs> what does that mean <laughs> I, I literally put I, in my notes here in front of me. I've got original face jumper. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Some sort of extreme sport where someone lies on the floor and you just sort of nip over their face a bit? Like I don't you know. know what? Let's not go down this route because it could go completely. Yeah, so uh, perhaps I shouldn't on. Google that just in case it is something highly no, offensive. Don't, do not Google. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> right. He then talked about uh, Gary Young, who I haven't heard of since around the time of the sales of Crockett. I thought this was terrible. I think you probably thought the same. Again, it was calling out Barry Wyndham. It was. Yeah. Calling out the television title, calling out Gary Young, um, and again, it felt like putting over others before yourself. It just felt like a list of names, basically. Yeah, Shaska was not. <laughs> yeah, Shaska's not really the one here. Uh, next, we got a close up on Magnum, who said that Ross had left to go to the press conference, yeah. and he threw to a package on Ron Simmons. Uh, well, it wasn't a video package after all; it was Ron Simmons versus the Gladiator from the old World Championship Wrestling Studio, um, and the Gladiator was dressed all in blue with a blue mask. Um, there was a chant from about eight people of power slam, power slam, which was a bit grating, wasn't it? It's like... It was a bit cheesy, wasn't it? But yeah. He, he, did, he did well to actually do it and then got the pop for it, didn't he? Yeah, he won with a shoulder block off the middle rope and then he delivered that power slam. Uh, just a squash, but it's quite nice to see Ron. This is really early in his career and he looked really, an absolute specimen. Know, there's a couple of things about this. He looked incredible. He looked insane, yeah. didn't he? Like he looked he really did look like a 
powerhouse. And the one, the thing I did like about this match is the fact that they were emphasizing so much about the fact that he was a pro pro footballer and yes. stuff, and the size of him and the profile, and and kind of really felt well with the match itself as well. And this is where things like little tiny moments mean a lot to me. So for the fact that he actually was, I think it was off the second rope, he did a shoulder barge, and then that's how he how he won. And if if you think about adding things together, and if they really thought about it, whether they did think about it or not, but this is what I think about is the fact that he is a pro footballer so therefore upper body strength the shoulder barge makes yeah. sense that sort of strength would actually not uh, out from from the career that he had before would knock someone out yeah. and I kind of like I, I don't know whether they think about that but that's the sort of psychology that I think about and I kind of I did like that no I, I think he, that's, he, yeah. looked, he looked incredible he looked really good and it depend, depending whether you believe Wikipedia or a cage match he'd been wrestling for either a year or about six months at this point so really wow, early really early yeah, yeah, it really was. Um, he was then shown with Tony Schiavone. He said the response from the round the nation had been great. All the mm -hmm. fans had stuck with him from football. He talked about uh, Dr. Death winning the title. And he said, look Again. for him in Dallas. He said, look for me in Dallas to Louisiana. Louisiana? Louisiana area. That's where he's from and he'll be coming soon. It's quite a big area, that, I would say. <laughs> so look where, out. Where, where are I'm you from? In yeah. the corner. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm spreading myself out. Right. Here we go. Afterwards, Dusty Rhodes was shouting something about Ric Flair. Uh, we got a package been beating people up. Blah, blah, blah. Terry Taylor was here, finally, and he's going to answer some questions. So here we go. Terry with Eddie Gilbert off the side Thanks. said, thanks for coming. And he was there to answer some questions. He said there were a lot of grey areas to cover. And he threw to Dennis Brent from All Pro Wrestling Magazine, um, who, who looked like he was sitting there by himself. He said, <laughs> didn't he? I was, the editing on this did actually make me really Oh, my laugh. gosh. Yeah, this was, this was quite something. He said they'd received thousands of letters about the Chris Adams situation. And he wondered whether there was any chance they could sit down and talk about it. Terry said... That was a good question. A lot of people have asked him the same thing, but he felt Chris had had an attitude change. Uh, th then someone uncredited called Edward asked about Gilbert's role in his attitude change. Uh, they conferred and Taylor called Eddie his guiding light and he got him motivated in a positive way. No more hanging around with negative influences. Tommy was next. He said he realised his feelings for Adams, but why did he treat wrestlers like Cox and Douglas in that way? Taylor said, why do I treat them like I do? Um, have to say, <laughs> I'm sorry, Justine, about this. have to say, and apologies if any of the chaps are listening, but it does feel like they got together a group of local perverts to play the role of wrestling journalists here. Sorry about that. Yeah, but that is true. <laughs> this looked like a crime it was hilarious. Lineup, it was so it? funny. Yeah. It was so funny the way they cut to them and they just sat in the chair Yeah. and there's no one around them. And then suddenly they're cut back to the same chair. Yeah. With someone else sitting there, it was so honestly, it did make me chuckle. Yeah, I'm afraid these guys were. I thought that um, uh, Terry Taylor though, his answers were quite good. Yeah, they, they were, were very good. calculated and very hill like and very. Um, yeah, I thought his, his I thought that his, what he said was very very good, but the yeah. whole segment just made me giggle. It was it was quite something, and I I, I hate to say that with guys because... that probably was quite impressive because you don't really see things like hundred percent a press yeah. conference. You wouldn't see the fact that they've got a special room just to ask questions and stuff. That was probably quite corporate. Yeah, and this was definitely different. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Uh, Ross asked Taylor where he'd been the last five weeks and said it was about time we heard some of the truth. Taylor said it sounded like Ross was questioning his integrity. He said he was sick of everyone taking pot shots at him. He said they're all going to be down there and he's going up and then he left. 
Uh, Ross then said they had more time for the press conference and called Adams up. He said he didn't know what happened to Taylor. Uh, Taylor then came back into shot and smashed Adams with a chair and said, this is my press conference. No one takes my time. Um, Adams was busted open uh, and this as Taylor was led away. I, Adams was saying, why did he do why? it? And, and I why? knew it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why? It was like, incredible. no, he just literally, why? Why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Why did he do this? Why? It and was then so good. He changed and he was like, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> it was amazing. And you could hear Taylor say, Let's go back to the matches. Um, I thought because because ta- obviously you're not you're not seeing this is the, your first entry into it. Taylor's been so good that I actually expected more from him here because he's been I really, so incredible. I, really, I thought he came yeah. across all right. Yeah, he was good. He, he was good. Across a good solid heel to me. Yeah, like, but, and I thought that, and also a very calculated heel, and I kind of like that, not like yeah. a chicken chicken shit hill but yeah so i i yeah i thought he I, he came across and i really liked eddie gilbert as well yeah see taylor and i've mentioned this in the show before he has reminded me because it because he was he was kind of like still a baby face but healing it up massively and he right. really reminded me of the rock in the early nation days with farouk Right, so, you know, okay. when they were like, supposed yeah, they were yeah. supposed to be friends, but The Rock was like not really being. Yeah, it was kept taking over. And then yeah, I was like, yeah. yeah, you're the leader, but I'm really the leader. And, and t- he's been so good. Um, basically, the, I thought the, the beatdown afterwards, the press conference was what it was. Uh, still very good, but maybe I thought I, my expectations were too high. I love the beatdown afterwards. Uh, in, in real life, Taylor actually didn't wrestle at all between June the 7th and August the 3rd. So I suspect he was injured. Uh, any more thoughts on this whole whole thing before we move on? I think we said what it is. Although it's quite dangerous using that sort of chair, isn't it? I did think. Big time, yeah. Out. Yeah. The thing that I think is interesting about 80s wrestling is... Um, so I remember on Sky in about 97, they stopped showing steel chair shots and stuff. Maybe 96, actually, one of the two oh, years. Yeah, they caused it, didn't they? Yeah, they, that's they, it, yeah. Yeah, and a certain time of the day, yeah. they'd, they'd make it freeze or glitch, wouldn't they? So yeah, they absolutely. Um, but this stuff, I mean, you're talking about, um, I mean, th- these would have been all different. The UWF had a really good syndication network in 1987. This is one of the main reasons this promotion went on for months and months afterwards. Whilst because everything else was being taken over. Yeah, yeah. because at the end, you know, this was this was owned by Jim Crockett, but they kept the television show because they had TV in New York. Crockett didn't have TV in New York, mm-hmm. so you know they had TV everywhere. But most of the their traditional markets was this was Saturday morning. This was kids TV. Wow, see that's mad, isn't it? Yeah. So that's not really a kids TV segment, is no. it? No, really? no. And you think about all the stuff like. Um, I don't, I don't know if the films were as violent in the 80s. I'm sure there are examples of films in the uh, 70s, 80s have being violent. But, over time, though, haven't they? But yeah, wrestling blood and wrestling violence. Just people didn't seem to be no. bothered about it. So because this this went on, I don't remember a lot of blood on WWF television from around this time. I can't think of too many angles. But then they did have stuff like Randy Savage being bitten by a snake, uh, what a yeah. year or so after this. So there was, was some pretty heavy duty stuff. Who would who would blade and things like that? Yeah, 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 definitely. Uh, so next up, the future big boss man, Big Bubba Rogers versus Bobby Howell and Craig Whitford. Craig Whitford is not a good. Craig Whitford sounds like a game show host, not a wrestler. Like imagine him <laughs> taking over You've Been Front. Uh, uh, not You've Been Front. That's not a game show. What's the catch Wheel phrase. of Fortune? <laughs> catchphrase, catchphrase. Yeah, maybe he's taken over catchphrase. And it's, the, it's the like the afternoon one that didn't wasn't very good before. Um, oh, Stephen Mulhern took it back over. Uh, so this is a two-on-one match and Rogers won with a big Bubba slam, the future sidewalk slam in 50 seconds. Uh, Magnum then interviewed Skandar and said Bubba was still in his corner, but he didn't have the world title anymore. At Bar talks about Dusty helping Williams steal the title. 
Um, standard Akbar stuff. I'm I'm bored. I, I'd never want to watch a Scandal Akbar promo ever again. Uh, what do you think of the future big boss man and the post match interview here? Well, I've got written down. How bored does he look? A big he looks- a big boss man. <laughs> he, looks so bored. he looked really bored. Mm. It's. I mean, this sort of match, like it's just standard big guy beating up two guys. Like we've seen it so million times now. Yeah. Like even now, but I guess back in the day that was. A, a fresh fresher thing to do and it can't, probably had more of an impact to me after seeing it millions of times done badly yeah. it's not really much of an impact but it's so funny when he stood there uh whilst is it Akbar? is Akbar, Akbar. yeah that, that, I just think of Star Wars as Admiral Atma <laughs> oh well, that's a way of my Every time I, heard it, I, was a, <laughs> I know you're not a sci-fi person no, no. I was thinking that, that Akbar is a fish-headed alien so okay. that's all I was thinking of. Um, but um, like uh, Big Baba Rogers is just standing on the apron looking so bored. Like he's <laughs> like, okay, I just really want this. Okay, I've done now. Like, okay, let me just stand here and wait and then I'll go backstage again. He looked so bored. I can't imagine the TV tapings were probably the funniest thing they did. Because no, you think they'd have to be hanging around for four hours. So actually probably... In, if you were just a normal live event, you probably did your match and got out, then you're straight in the bar your, or something. Your, wouldn't your you? job yeah. is to be a character, right? Oh, that's part so. of your, your job. And yeah, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, that's what you're out there for. Like, <laughs> I don't know why I'm sticking up for him, really, but yeah, yeah. That's no, I'm a closet bored. Big Bubba Rogers fan. Yeah, yeah. Big, big Bubba Rogers fan. <laughs> so next up, Magnum was with Sting. And Sting had a great American Bash t-shirt on. And Sting said he knew John Ayers couldn't be there. And he said if John was watching, he wanted to ask him something. He mentioned a cheap shot taken on him. And the only person who came out to help was Chris Adams. He said he wants a chance against Steiner, Gilbert or Taylor. Um, And I thought Sting, bloody hell. 987 Sting. This guy had been around maybe 18 months at this point. Just turned babyface. This was a good promo. Oh, where did where did this come from? This, what did you think of it? This was an alright promo, but yeah. we've got later on one there. Let's. <laughs> oh, I can't remember. So I'll. Uh, you, oh, you, okay. I think you watched it this, more recently than me. Right. Again, it felt like he was given names to re- reel off. But um, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not putting Sting too high right now because. No, know I think I've later. remembered that. Yeah, he's he does a match in the following week, doesn't he? I think, and then maybe it's another not promo. Just a match. It's uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll get there. Right. Magnum then through to what he described as one of the biggest controversies in wrestling today. The Rock and Roll Express versus the Midnight Express from Landover, Maryland and the Great American Bash Tour. And this match took place on July the 2nd of 1987. And the Rock and Roll Express were NWA World Tag Team Champions at this point. So they showed about seven minutes of this, including uh, Gibson being hurled over the top rope behind the ref's back, uh, which was still a DQ under NWA rules. Earl Hebner was a ref. Did you spot him? Yeah, yes, I yep. did, yeah. Yeah, so this would have been... So when did he leave? He left NWA in, I think, late Jan 87, and he was the evil twin in Feb 87. Um, so, uh, yeah, Hebner bumped towards the end of this, and Big Bubba got in there and beat down Morton, uh, friend of the show, been on the show, Ricky Morton. There's uh, three hours, yeah, three hours of Ricky Morton in the archives. Oh, um, I've got a really good Ricky Morton, like... Um... Uh, comment <laughs> oh okay good good right so I'll, I'll finish the match i'm over to that he threw the ref back in and counted the three for the title change however this title change did not stick so why the uwf decided to show this 
Um, oh, and really? Doom, so, uh, yeah. The Lightning, is it the same titles that the Lightning? No, so this is the NWA World. Ones. Yeah, this is the oh, okay. NWA World Tag Team. Tag I was just titles. thinking there's a lot of expresses going on here. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of expresses. So the full match is available on YouTube if anyone ch checks it out. But I didn't really understand why they tried to make this out to be a controversy when it wasn't. Anyway, what yeah. did you think of all this? I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I had to, Um, I, I was sort of aware of the whole going over the top rope thing being just, and I kind of liked, I liked the selling of that um if that's you know if that's a disqualification he sold it quite well the fact yeah. that actually that's a big deal to have happened to him and then they had the distraction didn't they and then they did it again on the other side of the ring yes. so i thought that was quite good the heel work was really good um and then the note i've got down is rick morton's punches are amazing yeah my yeah. god can that guy do punches well i was He's so, so impressed it's so impactful and stuff like that really matters to me like this is meant to like wrestling is meant to look like a fight and sometimes yep. you think these guys probably back in the day probably had a fair few fights yeah so you, uh, real fights i'm talking yeah, about yeah, outside absolutely. of the room, right yep they would get themselves in trouble all the time but and i think that sort of knowledge is good because you can tell they know how a fight looks so therefore when they get in the ring and they make it look like a fight it makes a difference and his yep. punches were incredible Ricky's Ricky was so good. He there's 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 quite a few matches on WWE Network with him and Flair one on one that are worth oh, checking out. Oh, I can out. imagine that being very yeah. good. Yeah, there's loads of stuff. That. He was on so probably I'm trying to think when I interviewed him. Probably June 2020, right in the middle of the pandemic, because he hit Rock and Roll Express and the Midnight Express. Even though it was a slightly different version of Midnight Express because it was uh, Bobby Eaton and Dennis Condry rather than Stan Lane. But they they all debuted in Mid South in what 84. So that yeah, so I did it in twenty eighty four and twenty twenty. So yeah, there's loads, there's loads of stuff with him that was good. So I, there was even a match with um, the Rock and Roll Express versus the Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith from AWA. Oh, wow, really? All on okay. the network. If you just type, if you search, Rock I'd Express, yeah, it's I'd all like on there. That. Yeah, I lost the whole day in the pandemic just researching all that stuff. And he was good. He was good value actually on it. To be fair as well. So yeah, fair play to him. Uh, he didn't even did a little advert for me as well, actually. So there's an oh, advert, really? yeah, for like t-shirts with oh, Ricky Morton. So it was really good. I sold about five of those. So thank you for those five people that bought those t-shirts. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it's still available. Uh, Black Bar and Terminator versus Davey Haskins again and Ron Ellis. And the Terminator was Marcus Loanitis, the brother of Road Warrior Animal, and John Loanitis, who I had no idea existed. Did you know there was another? No, Loan I didn't know that at all. No, no, I've wow, never had this guy at all. Uh, and that dropping right there. Yeah. Well done. Oh, I was so surprised. I had another brother. Um, and at other times in his career, he was known as Wrecking Crew Fury. Terrible name. And he was around for years working for WCW, All Japan and others. Uh, Ross called the press conference the most ludicrous situation he'd ever been in, uh, which I think yeah, really might have been. It, didn't he? Yeah, he really hyped it up for the rest of the show and the next show. Slightly over the top there. Um, the Terminator had on black tights, the white trim and Andre the Giant style one shoulder number, a dyed blonde mullet. A black and white face paint. It was quite the I look. I liked the face paint. The face paint looked good. Yeah, the face paint was good. I'm not sure so much about the rest of it. Um, next week, we'd have Eddie Gilbert defending the title against uh, the TV title against Brad Armstrong. Plus a look at Barry Windham and more on the despicable press conference. And Bart won this with a Texas compactor leg drop in 3.30. Nothing particularly exciting nor terrible in this. Before we get on to the final segment, what did you think of our last match of episode one? I couldn't say I had much to say about it, to be honest. That is absolutely fine. Uh, so Taylor <laughs> and Gilbert came down. This is the problem with this this show. So like I feel so bad asking people about 
can you say something about this nothing match that was two and a half minutes? Thing, it's like, okay, yeah. My little moment, my little things about most of the wrestling of that time is I like the little moments. And like I said, my I'm really into my psychology and the little moments that matter. So like, okay, for example, for that match, I have written down mid rope leg drop for the win. Yeah. And they, they use the ropes so much better back in the day. The rope was an, uh, was a, uh, motivation of a move do you know what I mean so mm. if you did something off of the rope that means it's a harder hitting move 100%. it's not just a, it's just it's not just a rope move yeah it's not you know and I felt like that I feel like calculated thoughts or things like that mean a lot there we go yeah. well, I that, have added something about that match <laughs> no and you're absolutely right because the rope so the, the two so top rope moves were banned in NWA as well and so were over the top because they wanted they basically said that if you jumped off the top rope on someone it's too yeah, dangerous yeah. And and over the top over the top rope was too dangerous, and that's why battle royals was such a big thing because you didn't get to see that. So San Francisco, and then, and then when you've got that, for example, and going back to Ron Simmons, the fact that he did his shoulder barge from the second rope or whatever yep. makes it more, it gives more to that move, 100%. and that's like how, that's why he got the pin. Yep. For example, the mid mid rope to leg drop that's why he got the pin yep. it wasn't a case of just getting everything in it's the fact that he made that calculated move to go a little bit higher to to push his move a little bit more and that's how he won and that, how I devastating like things was. Like that. now yeah. things have evolved so much things like that don't obviously don't matter because everybody goes off the top rope and it's and just a another triple move flip yeah yeah calculated decision yeah i agree uh, so Taylor and Gilbert came down, they shook hands and Taylor said Adams had been the chairman of the press conference. Uh, this was such good stuff. Ross said he didn't even want to talk about it as the credits rolled. And Eddie and Taylor looked very pleased with themselves. As it goes, I thought this was actually a pretty entertaining week of TV, uh, co certainly in comparison to some of them. Um, and actually, this has been... I was a big been... fan of Terry Taylor and Eddie. Yeah, yeah. I, think got... I, was, I was completely sold on him. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Really Eddie was in great. The ring, as well as like his character work and stuff and his presence. I was, yeah, he's someone that I would probably want to be watching. Yeah, this first episode, you got quite a good one, actually, because funnily enough, I don't, I don't really know why, but towards the end of Watt's ownership, the TV got really stale. It was almost, I don't know whether he knew he was getting out, but it was just very, very same. It was the, N the NWA Crockett takeover. You've got more people on there and it's just more interesting because I, th I think at this point, the plan was to run this, run this, run this, and then do some interpromotional inter stuff. But we never really quite got there, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. uh, right. The fun doesn't stop there as we move on to perhaps not quite as good of an episode. The August 15th, uh, 1987 episode of the Universal Wrestling Federation, which started with some footage from that NWA uh, World Tag Team title match we saw last week. Uh, Magnum still that is Tux uh, and Jim Ross at ringside. And Ross said that match was going to happen here in the UWF in the future. That's Rock and Roll Express versus Midnight Express. And in the hour, we'd have Armstrong versus Gilbert, plus some more footage from the infamous press conference. Mm -hmm. Ross then stumbled a bit, blamed it on the feelings he had about the press conference. That's right. It's yeah. <laughs> like, what? And they threw to Simmons versus Gladiator, which we'd seen last week. I know. I did feel like, I did feel that when I was watching this episode, I was like, I'm sure this is just a repeat because it yeah, just repeated so much. In this one episode, there's so much that gets repeated from the previous one. It's so annoying. It I remember. Laugh, though. It actually made me chuckle when Jim Ross was like, it's the press conference. It's putting <laughs> me off. <laughs> like, like he said. For God's sake. And then they did the whole thing. Pr uh, you know, um, promo as well back to Ross and Magnum they said Simmons had all the credentials in the way that Williams did totally bizarre um, at six minutes in we finally got our first match uh, new match Sting versus Mike Boyette 
who had a record of 0 and 99. And Boyette got an insert promo and he said he was going to win tonight in a completely incoherent way because yeah. basically he had a new haircut and training program. What? Yeah. I had to rewatch his promo again. <laughs> what the hell did he just say? I've got no idea. Just completely bizarre. And poor Mike Boyette went 0 and 100 as Sting won with a fist drop. Uh, what did you think of Sting in, in oh. ring here? Um, it was very quick, and I didn't, I couldn't, I couldn't say anything about it. If I'm honest, mm. it was just a bit too. Quick. I, I, I felt that was a very nothing match. There yeah, was a match I know. That, um, and again, uh, yeah, there wasn't anything. No, no, that's <laughs> fine. I'm trying. But no, there, there's yeah. Pass by that. <laughs> I think that's a good word to describe this episode. Is trying. Um, no. I've watched so many of these episodes. I was trying to think the other day. Like I've done. So I did all of 84, all of 85, all of 86. Wow. And now I'm nearly, I'm kind of three quarters of the way through 87. So I've probably watched a hundred, I've watched over 150 episodes of this television now, which is, Mad. it's ridiculous. It was a much easier. <laughs> Are you expecting an award at the end of it? It's I like, don't know I have what to I'm going to do. need something from I it. know. And I think that I don't know what I'm going to do next year. Not the to, knowledge. The knowledge. I know, I know. I have enjoyed it. To, to be honest, during the pandemic, it's such good fun. Yeah, it's, it something, it's something really, it's a good commitment, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But I'm ready for a break now. I'm going to get continue guessing on the other show, but I, I may do the odd special next year. But I, I think I need, I need some time. It just takes the watching, especially the ones that I. So it's not so bad doing a pay per view because you don't have to write very much because you literally like so and so beat so and so in fifteen. And minutes. you remember it quite a lot. More and you do remember it. You're hundred percent. Yeah, you do remember because you, you tend to be recording on the same day that you watched it as well. Yeah. So it's easy. It's really easy. I mean, we, I could, we could probably do a review of SummerSlam without any notes. We just go yeah, through it. Yeah, the match time. Whereas this, I felt like I really needed to. Yeah. I watched. I watched both episodes twice. That is good commitment to the course. I'm definitely not doing that. I know Mark <laughs> is on a lot. Does that as well. But I have to because I'm I'm doing the explaining. I have to write. I'm like literally. It hurts my hands by then because I'm typing so much. So yeah, I'm I'm re I'm ready for a break very soon. But anyway, going back to this, I thought my yeah. I hoped my eyes were deceiving me. But Ross mentioned seeing the Rock and Roll Express as the Midnight Express again from Landover, yeah. and they just did the whole thing whole again. Thing again, I mean, yeah, imagine again. imagine being a kid at home and watching. You're like, well, I saw that last week, and I saw that last week. Like, it's just this is rubbish. Yeah. I don't I don't I, get I, it. I literally was like, is this the same match? Is this the same match? And then he went over the top rope. I was like, yeah, oh, oh yeah. yeah match i know <laughs> and it and again they didn't they didn't say that the title hadn't changed hands which is so yeah. weird like this this would have been airing in this would have been airing in crockett markets where they wouldn't have they would have been saying on television that the rockets world express would still have the belts so yeah. it just doesn't it doesn't make sense it just doesn't make sense at all um i think this is the promo you're talking about next oh here yeah. we go so uh... hilarious <laughs> Oh my god! Right, I I just read my end note. I'm going to go through it. Sting was at ringside with Jim Ross. Sting said, "Revenge isn't a word." Well, I think it is. He got annoyed and said, <laughs> "Look how nasty I'm getting." He said, "Look at the veins sticking out of my neck." Uh, I haven't got anything else to say. He said he knew every trick Steiner has up his sleeve. He said he was crazier than Rick. Check these eyes out, buddy. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> he yeah, also said, "Check these eyes out, buddy." I know. Oh my god. He also said he would reach up into Gilbert's chest and pull his heart out. Heart out yeah. This was very weird, but I thought it was quite it entertaining. What did you think of it? it yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> it was one of the worst promos. I've, and you could see he was tripping over his words. Oh and my I could tell full well that he's going to go back and, like, what the hell did I just say? Yeah. You could tell that he was disappointed in himself. It's so funny. <laughs> and it, I was just saying, yeah, look. 
oh, it's just so. I had to, yeah, watching it twice as well. It's just so funny. Why didn't they just do it again? They did. They just clearly yeah, just yeah, straight like, to tape and then straight out, wasn't it? There was like there was no editing of this at all. Like, yeah, it's like because there's veins coming out of my neck. Mm. I don't even know what to say. That's <laughs> and then and then it was like something they talked about deflating. And he's like, I'm gonna deflate his pocketbook. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What? what does that even mean? I, I think pocketbook's like wallet. I think, but oh, who? Yeah. Oh, yeah. How can you deflate that? What is he going to steal from him? Or what? I, don't I don't know. I don't know where he's going. I think was, that you could tell he was tripping up and really trying yeah, to make yeah. it more aggressive and stuff, and it just wasn't going anywhere. It's just really funny. This really, is a different, really different level. I, I think some of the some of the things the rest has probably got up to in the eighties probably led to some of these promos being slightly I, out you there. Can totally tell. Yeah, yes, but, big I time. In a moment like that, that you're probably right. Some of the Tony Khan energy drinks, I think. Uh, yeah. Right after the break, we got Rick Steiner versus Bobby Howe. Uh, this was a bit of a suplex clinic and ended in just under two minutes in what Ross called a belly to belly deluxe. <laughs> yeah, right, that sounds interesting, doesn't it? What do you think of this match? I mean, uh, <laughs> it was. Uh, um, what did I write? I've, I've said that uh, they looked very strong. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, that's right. I really liked the double foot to the face. I thought I thought that was quite good when he slipped his feet. I thought that was quite that was quite good. Face jumper, um, maybe that was. Yes, that. Yeah, that, that was great. That looked good. Yeah. Um, and belly to belly win. That's what I've written. That's <laughs> belly, belly to belly deluxe. Apparently, it sounds yeah, like something you get from Burger King. Um, yeah. Next up, Barry Windham versus the Angel of Death, who it's fair to say I may have been unkind about uh, in the past relating to his wrestling ability or lack thereof. So here's a chance for the Angel to prove me wrong against a good opponent. And this was from Thibodeau, Louisiana. Crikey, that's a difficult word to pronounce. On June the 11th. So they were really trying to do anything they could to fill up this show um, with some new new content. Yeah, I think this was end of a taping. They just like we haven't really got a show here, so look, let's just okay. yeah, let's cut some together. Um, at three twenty four, it cut from a really boring match to Dusty screaming at me in a promo I'd seen before. Uh, I think that shook me out of an impending nap. Um, and this was so weird, and then we got there was no ending. In... We didn't no, 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 we got. There and that no Dusty end. promo was used so much. Oh, I know. Yeah. One two. Yeah. Hang on, I've got it written down. One two three three times in the previous episode and one two oh and then they went to rick flair rick flair was used a lot in this one but then it was the same dusty promo again dusty was the booker so i wonder why he was featuring himself oh, that would make sense then yeah i mean this was this was bizarre we just got a caption for big brother big bubba rogers next then a william shouty promo with the uw title which hurt my ears oh that uh, was awful it was terrible really really terrible really bad i, I got written down scary looking guy <laughs> yes big time uh, and then we just cut to big bubba coming out and never went back to windham and the angel and i just yeah, like, I was like now what is the finish what's the finish that, of that match that aired like that because this what these are this is someone's vhs i think what it is is they fa- so if i if i've got my uh my memory serves me correctly they found some videos in a storage uh, in a in a refrigerated like pr- like cool storage unit Properly looked after, which which years ago uh, I think the Watts family made available for for purchase, and then put someone uploaded them. There's a mixture of that, and then some of the ones I don't think any of these had adverts, but some of the ones that have got adverts is people's home takes. It might be the same collection right, actually, yeah, yeah. but that's how they, they these have all found their way to YouTube. So they they aired this in this way. It wasn't that it was a that's you know so, someone recorded so over it. Yeah, it's, it's so, so odd. And I was like, well, I don't. I want to actually find out who won that. Yeah. Um, and then we got something really similar to last week. So it's Big Bubba versus Craig Whitford, but this time with Ron Ellis. I actually thought it was the same match again. 
I yeah, no. And then with, on a second watching, I was like, oh, no, it's not the same match again. No, Ron replaced Bobby Howell last week. Um, and this was a total squash again. Uh, he stacked both men in 90 seconds and one. That's and then right. we got scandal with the same old boring nonsense. Uh, anything and, to add on this mess? And Big Bubba looked bored again. <laughs> it was the same week. So, you know, he's even yeah, more he, bored. Yeah. It's even later. That's he's thinking about bored. He just 100%. literally did the same match again. He's thinking about where can I go out? What can I eat? I don't want to be here. Just, yeah, what am I doing with my life? Uh, right now, we got Brad Armstrong versus. Eddie Gilbert for the World TV title. Uh, but first, another look back at the press conference. Uh, and I really hope this match would save this episode because at this point, I actually felt actively bad about asking you to watch the second one because it's so, it's one of the worst ones. It's really bad. Um, Jim Ross had said, he, or said he'd been thinking about this match all week and it was definitely one people should set their VCRs for and watch over and over again in the future. Um, Jim said he tried to call Adams in the week and he even get him to come to the office in Dallas, but he hadn't heard back from him. Um, the cutting stuff was really tedious by this point. Um, but something I'm interested in asking you about is what did you make of the Michael Hayes Bad Street USA video? We got oh, yeah, the that's yeah, have you seen this before? No, I hadn't. This is the yeah. first time I've seen it. I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because I was watching it, I was like, oh my God, that's the free press. What are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. And, then, and, yes. and also the cuts in it. It's like, you know, they had the cuts of the girls and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And they had like the lips of pretty girls. And one of the cuts was off of someone's armpit. And I was like, well, why is that sexy? Like, what is going on there? I mean, so that's I niche, fetish, isn't it? I suppose, yeah. Show, got a fetish of armpits or wow. something. Wow. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> but, and then it was quite hilarious at the end of it. It's like coming to an arena near you. What, oh. like, what? Is it a as a concert? <laughs> oh, I suppose that's a good point, actually. I suppose people are thinking, are they going to get a Freebirds concert? But they did, they did, they recorded this, and I think they released it. And they also recorded a uh, cover of Boys Are Back in Town as well. Oh, really? Um, oh, yeah. Which is, a tune. It is a tune, but the Michael Hayes version is not, is not the best. Okay. Um, I, won't, I won't look it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll actually do. It's on, it's on YouTube, so may, maybe look it up. Um, at nine minutes of on air time, Armstrong had Gilbert in the figure four until Taylor came out and broke it up, and the two beat down Brad. And Tim Horner, Brad's Lightning Express partner, made the save. Uh, I thought this match had some good moments, but really wasn't quite out to expectations. I really like Brad Armstrong. He was in the promotion probably about two years before this, was their top champion, was really, really good. Uh, but yeah, this one wasn't quite up to what I hoped it would be. What did you make had, of that? They had quite good chemistry. I thought they were quite yeah. good together. Like, oh, I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> you hear that? I wonder if it was here or there, but yeah, no, no, it's no, stereo. So it's, yeah. <laughs> compensating for something um <laughs> uh, um uh, yeah no, i thought they were very good together i like i said i'm a big fan of eddie gilbert and i, was, mm. I would actually like to see a lot more of his stuff because I, yeah. I actually really liked his style and i felt like their style was actually i felt like i wanted more from it though yeah yeah. And I would have liked to have seen, yeah, I would have liked to have seen it go probably on a little bit longer or, some, or you know, or, yeah, something a little bit more from them because I thought they actually had good chemistry together. And I yeah. did enjoy it, but I just, I don't know, I, it lacked something. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Um, Gilbert and Taylor shook hands again at ringside and Taylor said they had a big announcement. Gilbert said, let it be known that those two would be challenging for the tag team at titles. And as the show was about to go off the air, Chris Adams came down and started beating on Terry Taylor, which was an exciting end to an otherwise disjointed and frankly mm -hmm. bizarre television episode. So, Justine, what are your final thoughts of this whole thing? I was, was going to say that, that you haven't actually, because then they went in the ring, didn't they? And then they did a fake pin. What was that all about? Oh, I haven't even noted that down. <laughs> so they went in the ring and did a fake pin. And so who they, pinned they, who? Oh, I can't remember. It was it was on it was on uh, Eddie Gilbert. Who pinned? It was the uh, Chris was Adams. Brad, Brad, 
Brad oh, Brad Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him did, yeah. and Chris Adams did count. Like, oh, okay. I think I got bored by that point. Maybe I turned I mean, it off. It's, it's, <laughs> just a bit odd. it's just a bit odd. I get the beatdown and stuff, but that was a bit strange in the ring. Yeah, that is strange. The crowd is like, do, do, do we cheer this? Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, what, what is that? I always think with that stuff, it's like, the crowd's not an idiot. They know it's not a yeah. real match. It doesn't count. So it's like... It's like, yeah. even as, like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Ridiculous. So what do you think of all this? I thought Chris Adams was a bit wishy-washy. I wasn't a big fan of Chris Adams. Yeah, he's a bit of a sickly sweet baby face. Um, Will you be, so what do you think of all this? And will you be lining up UWF videos for your favourites on YouTube? Do you know what? I am tempted to watch more. I am. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. And I do, I because I, I listened to a couple of your podcast episodes of it and stuff, and I did quite enjoy, like, I enjoyed what oh, thanks. So it did actually make me want to watch more of it. So, okay. yes, you have got me on it, and I probably will watch a couple more episodes. I mean, I've got no idea what's coming. So, um, yeah, I, I haven't watched any of, it, any of it ahead, but sometimes I have to watch them quite in advance when I've got some time. But, yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah. Been, it's, been, it's been really good watching them. But I... If I was you, I probably would watch some Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express from the earlier. Yeah, part and of I do promotion. want yeah. to. Yeah, I'll I'll make a note of um uh Rick Morton stuff because I would like to see more of him. I thought that was yes. I was really quite impressed with his style. So yeah, I, think I can hear seagulls coming through. I had a car. Oh yes, I've got seagulls. Family of seagulls. I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> That's right. Like, normally in my work <laughs> meetings, nobody can hear this sort of stuff. But I have got. I have got. This is interesting stuff, isn't it? I have got fam- a couple family of seagulls out here, and one of them, one of the babies, I've named Frank. Okay. So, yeah. So they're, they're my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Like some sort of weird Disney princess thing going on. That's all right. It's that's fine. Yeah. Got, like pretty birds and stuff. It's seagulls. Seagulls. Well, they're better than pigeons, I suppose, aren't they? So at least yeah, they're not they're, that. Yeah. They're, right. They're, they're okay with the seagulls down here. <laughs> Final couple of questions for you. I'll let you get on with your yes, Wednesday yeah. evening. Are you doing any other any other shows uh, all in weekend or just all in? Just all in. Yeah. You know, a copper box hasn't tempted you. Uh, well, it's just a. It's the same old thing of time and money, really. Basically. Yeah, I just like, have to get. That's a that's a difficult place to get to as well. The yeah, box, and it's know. kind of like I I I live on the coast, so it is a bit of a journey on the train yeah. and things. Um, I would love to do more. And I used to do, as you know, I used to do so many shows and stuff. Yeah. But just get you know, times change, and I can't do as much anymore. No, is there any local stuff where ones. you are? Pardon? Is there any any local promotions or anything no, where you are? Not no, 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 no. Well, I mean, London, London's easy to get to. It's just yeah. it's just days. And, and also, like, I used to miss so much of Red Pro because they'd go on really late. And I remember yeah. missing, like, really good matches because of it going on too late and trying to get home. Yeah. Um, so it's that sort of thing as well. The Saturday but, yeah, ones I'd love were... to see more. I used to see something every single weekend, and I really oh, miss wow. those okay. days. I the, really, the... really do miss that. It is so... I, I, I'm, I... Would I would go more if I could do? I think yeah. there's, there's so much good stuff in London. There's actually a, there's actually a local Wimbledon's probably about twenty minute drive for me. There's a promotion now that runs a library, so uh, called Purpose Wrestling, and they I don't know what Hi. they do with the. So basically, they get all the bookcases off the main bit, put the ring in, there's, but there's bookcases still around no. the edge. Yeah, hundred percent. Follow and have a look at their Instagram. I would like to see that. Yeah, it's so good. It's I so the first show I went to, I reckon there would probably have been about one hundred and fifty people there. And I went, and they run monthly. I can't do this at someone, unfortunately. But the the last one, I reckon they doubled it, and it was such a good atmosphere. And it was like wow. a really good mix between it like makes comedy. Makes difference when it is a good atmosphere because obviously, 100%. like I do have little things going on around. Yeah. It's not worth. Um, 
it's a bit harsh for me to say but it's not something that i would go to yeah i was a bit apprehensive about this but i kind of it's it's now on the list as the thing that i'm really gutted about and this is again this is first world problems is that I, if as long as I don't get hit by lightning or bus between now and next week, uh, two weekends time, so I don't want to tempt fate. But All In is going to be my 99th lifetime wrestling show. Look and at I'm you! Really... I've never counted my shows. Oh, I'm I've got everything on a spreadsheet, all of it. Yeah, oh, I, I yeah, love that. yeah. I'm I'm I like even even like Fulham away games, England games. I've got it all down. I'm very like I don't even Do know. It's so funny with what I did like this was a bit nostalgic when I was watching this and I was writing down the matches and who won and how they won yeah. and stuff. I used to do I've still got books of what when I used to watch uh used to watch when I watched WWE in the late nineties, early two thousands, I had books upon books of them. Oh, it's amazing, yeah. Of pay-per-views when I would write down the matches, who won in gel pens, <laughs> in different colored gel pens, and how they won and what else might have happened in that match. And I'd do little drawings around it and I've still got all the books. That's brilliant. Yeah. That's and it's great. like whilst I was writing this down, I was like, oh I remember these <laughs> and I did good old days. Colors. And I was like, oh, I missed this. <laughs> when wrestling was just a bit, it's just everything was a bit easier back then. We didn't have the yeah. internet and it was just like a bit of a purer thing. Right. I will eat, thank you very much again. I don't know what we'll do next because I'm I'm near I'm close to retirement now. So this oh, might be I don't like this idea. Yeah, this might be it. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll do like a WWF pay or WWE pay-per-view at some point. You but have you had to do WrestleMania? Uh yeah, I will do WrestleMania probably. Rumble? But I'm just I just think it's too. I'm um, the last show's in December, so I need some. The thing is, we we Mark, Dan, uh, Stu, and I always do a prediction show at the like the, the pretty much the first of January, second of January, and I feel like I can't. It's a bit like Mick Foley retiring at no. Um, what did he retire? No way out and coming back like five weeks later at WrestleMania. I don't think I can do that. I, mean. I get what you mean. Yeah. It's like I can't, I've got. I've either got to loop that prediction show into it's the wrestling. final show. There's no such thing. I as know, but I need. I feel like I need a break. I'm sure there will be odd things next year, but yeah, it's in terms of because up until this is monthly, yeah, but up until the start of this year, this was weekly the show. So like yeah. it was just it's just ridiculous. So uh, yeah, but thank you very much again. Oh, um, thank you. Yeah, I really me. appreciate. it. I hope you have a great. Uh, or where are you sat at, at Wembley? Do you know what where in you the, about in you the, are? In, well, I am very bad at explaining directions. In the corner <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> okay, two. Is you, are you two hundred level? Or are you the to- at the top? I, no, I'm not at the top. I so okay, so your club Wembley I'm level. In the so it's first really good. Tiers. Oh, the first set. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah I yeah. think so. And around the corner a bit. So uh, well, uh, the thing is, I'm using my hands and nobody can see. So <laughs> I'm Basically, around here. In the corner, in the corner. In the we're corner, a bit low, right? actually. We're sort of semi, we're like a little bit off centre, but we're quite low. Yeah, um, I remember you saying you've got quite good seats. Are, yeah. you, fa- are you facing the entrance a little bit? We are you? facing the entrance, yeah. yeah Whereas yeah. Uh, where the entrance coming out, I'm probably to the right of the entrance in the corner. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully that'll be decent. I just, yeah, I'm in, I mean, I think we'll go, I, I, there's a site where you can, there's a site where you can see your view from your seat. Yeah, so okay. I, yeah. From what I saw, I think we've got pretty good seats. Hopefully so. good. I just hope that, you know, I don't want to labour it too much and all in, but I just hope it's a really good, really good show. And it, it's so good. I'm that not they putting come my back. expectations up too high for it I, I they were high they've come down a bit and i think that's probably a good way to go in just want to see cm punk just don't nothing happen that's in the next it. 10 days that's, yeah that's to be what we wanted to see as well like we yeah. want to see cm punk in a big show we also wanted to see wrestling in wembley so yeah I, and that, that i think that is I, I do think that's a massive driver of tickets yeah i think this is that's like a well, really that's why they sold everything without even announcing a match just because 100 percent Eng- English fan, Br- British fans want to see wrestling in Wembley again because 100%. it's so nostalgic for it. Yeah, without doubt. Right, I'm going to let you go now. Thank you very much as ever. Um, we 
shall speak to you again very, very soon. Hello, everybody. I am Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express. And if you would like to purchase some merchandise from World's Number One Mid-South Wrestling Podcast, check it out. All the products. That's on redbubble.com. People, Mid-South Moments. They have everything from T-shirts, phone cases, mugs. Remember now, redbubble.com. People, Mid-South Moments. Thanks very much, Ricky. And that link again is redbubble.com forward slash people forward slash mid-south moments.